Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, June 26th virtual show. Because of COVID-19, our show is temporarily moved virtually. You can catch us on air on Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m., also on podcast. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how it will affect your money. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And our lineup for today's show, we have back Doug Peterson of Great Priority Straight. Where does all your money go? Next guest in studio, uh, regular contributor of the show as well, Tiffany Goff of Edward Jones. You are perfectly flawed and rarer than any diamond. And another uh, return guest, we have Andre Cunningham of Returning Point Mobile. Why is text marketing so important right now? now. Great guests in studio, great information from our guests. For more information on any topics discussed or to connect with the guests that we have on the show, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And as we start out with each week, we'll start out today. What do you think, uh, Keelan, with a little money chat? Sounds good to me. Money. Money. What do you got, Keelan? Well, uh, I think, well, we talked some business last week, so I was going to have a little fun today. And uh, one, I don't know, it was many shows back. I did some fun facts, and I was kind of getting inundated in your Facebook feeds and the news, and it's so negative, right? There's just a lot of negativity uh, around our world. So I wanted to bring some fun facts about the world, some positivity in 2020. Uh, So... I wanted to start out, I'm, I'm kind of a science nerd, my family's from England, and there's some big news that just goes unsaid, that they actually found some, some wide, deep circles around um, Stonehenge in England, and I've been to Stonehenge, and they're trying to figure it out, it's like a mystery of the world, and now they found some additional pieces to that, which could change maybe where it came from, or give us some more information about that which I thought is so cool. So that's a cool thing that happened. Um, They also, on the science of nerdiness, um, they did the most sensitive dark matter. I don't know if people know what dark matter is, but it's the area in space. I I can't explain it. I'm not a scientist, but it's the negative uh, space in space, apparently. And many scientists are trying to figure out. They know it exists, but they've never found evidence. Well, they did an experiment, and there's some unexpected events that happened that could lead to more discoveries with that, which I thought was so cool. Um, For the first time in 130 years since this whole uh, crazy 2020, 
renewable um, has surpassed U.S. Uh, surpassed not U.S. coal in the U.S. for the first time in 130 years. So solar, wind, and other renewable sources have now surpassed coal. And on top of that, uh, pollution has dropped, uh, unprecedented drops with pollution. Um, as there, there's some stories that are saying it's less than like, it's like 50% compared to this time last year, a drop in pollution, which has also led because of all these people that are stuck at home, including ourselves, has left the clear waterways all over the world. And the waters are clearing up and Mother Nature is doing its thing and coming back and cleaning up our planet, which is, Mother Nature is incredible because we as humans do a lot of damage to this planet. And for it to come back in that short amount of time is incredible. Venice is a prime example of that, the Venice waterways. You can see the bottom of it, I guess, for the first time in who knows how many years. And uh, Italy now, since this whole thing, the lockdown stopped, They've had a record uh, bike sales. They've had 540,000 bike sales, 60% increase. So everybody now doesn't want to get on public transit. They're a small country, so they're all riding bikes now, which is like all these changes are just kind of mind-blowing to me that who would have thought this was going to happen, and then who would have thought the positive things that come from this. Um, I think everybody has forgot about the wildfires in Australia that destroyed 2.5 million acres and – uh, I mean, it's just COVID has been an awful enough thing that it's over, overshadowed that to a degree. But uh, they finally released the koalas back. And I saw the pictures of those poor little koalas, and it was awful. They're burnt, and poor little guys are hurt. But the, it's, it's good enough now with their natural habitat to where they've actually could release these koalas now, which is pretty exciting stuff. And then as far as speaking of COVID, because that seems to be a little bit of the theme, the world's fastest uh, supercomputer has been created with the help of volunteers. So what they've, I guess there's such thing, uh, they're using home computers to fold proteins, apparently. And that's a scientific task that could prove vital against coronavirus. And they have a million people that have signed up to this new folding at home project. And uh, the network now, because of all these people that have joined this process of trying to help these scientists to beat this thing, is now 12 times more powerful than the world's fastest computer, supercomputer ever made. Uh, so that was really interesting. And uh, there's some data from Fitbit. And uh, for us, us people in the U.S. here, that uh, we're getting 17 more minutes of sleep now because of <laughs> this whole COVID thing. 17 whole minutes, guys. We're really pushing the envelope here, but it counts. It all counts, right? And then um, the last little fun fact I wanted to share today to put a smile, hopefully a little smile on everybody's face, is that the internet services are improving. I don't know about you guys, but Netflix is kind of a popular thing, more so now than ever, with shows and all that. So they've had to deal with that. So the, the you know, more servers, data caps, I mean, they've had to really take on this influx of everybody taking on uh, Internet services. And there's even research to be saying, saying now that um, family units are even tighter now uh, because of all this interaction that they're doing that they normally wouldn't do using kind of what we're doing today. Um, you know, like a Zoom or I've heard the cocktail hours. Tina's got a famous one. So, you know, it's not all doom and gloom out of here. Once we get out of this thing, I think we're going to have some permanent changes in this world that are going to affect us positively forever. So I wanted to bring some light uh, when all we read is a lot of dark. <laughs> I love that, uh, Keelan. And what is some, what's some great facts? I mean, you know me personally, obviously, uh, part of the, the team and co-host on the Money Hour. And I definitely believe uh, with challenges, opportunity, with 
uh, bad times, there are good times, and it's of equal. So the bigger the challenge, the bigger the opportunity, the bigger the the sadness, the bigger the happiness is on the other side. So I really love you, uh, love you sharing that and great information. I'm actually just going to go into some facts of what's happened in the market. So uh, may make you uh, not smile on some of them and some uh, some good news on some other ones. Oh, I'm also on a, a shout out. I do want to give a shout out on a video on YouTube, which brings me to tears every time that I listen to it. And I'm trying to share it as much as I can. Uh, go to YouTube and type in the Realization 2020. Hindsight is 2020. So you just type in Realization 2020. Uh, and it kind of just goes along with what Keelan was sharing for, for many chats. I think there's some beautiful things to come out of this, uh, this tragedy without a doubt. All right. There were 1.48 million individuals who filed for unemployment benefits for the first time last week, which was 100,000 higher than estimates. Continue claims, which measure people continuing to receive benefits, decreased by only 77,000 to 19.5 million. When you add the following two weeks of initial claims, since this number is backwards looking, there are roughly 22.5 million individuals receiving benefits. Now, this does not include anyone who came back to work within the last week. Factoring in a similar amount coming back to work from the previous week, we estimate the unemployment rate to be around 16%. Now, although there has been a slight improvement in the week's claims, 1.48 million is still a huge number of people who have lost their jobs and are new filters. Now, the first quarter, GDP, gross domestic product, reported at a negative 5%, unchanged from the second reading and the third worst reading ever. This is for the first quarter. The second quarter will likely be much worse. Economists are forecasting a much bigger GDP drop of around 30% of the current quarter. Durable goods for the month of May was reported up 15.8%, which is much stronger than the 0% expected and also higher than last month's negative 17.2%. Now, Mortgage uh, Bankers Association released their mortgage application data for last week, showing that overall application volume was down 18.8.7% from the previous week. Purchases were down 3% for the first decline in 10 weeks and coming off of 11-year high. That is crazy. Now, on year-over-year basis, purchase applications are 18% higher. The FHFA Federal Housing Finance Agency released their home price index, which measures home price appreciation on single-family homes, which conforming loan amounts, home prices rose 0.2% in April and 5.5% year-over-year, down from 5.9% in the previous report. Now, new home sales, which measures signed contracts on new homes, were reported up 6.6% in May versus the 1.6% expected. Uh, sales are 12.7% year over year, and it should be noted that April's numbers were revised lower from 623,000 to 580,000, even without the revision, sales are up 8.5%. Now, the inventory of new homes on the uh, market decreased from 325,000 to 318,000, while the median new home price increased 4.9% to 317,900. It's interesting when comparing existing home sales to new home sales, specifically why existing home sales was, was down significantly and new home sales had a nice rebound. This is partially due to what each report is measuring. Existing home 
sales for the month of May, measured homes closing in the month, and people shopping for existing homes in March and April, the worst time due to COVID-19. Now, new homes, on the other hand, on the other hand, measured signed contracts in May, so people out there shopping for homes in May. So we now um, have the stats have opened back up on demand. Obviously, it's been a hot time, which explains why we're seeing the difference between the reports. Now, we believe in the next few months, we're going to start to see a rebound in new existing home sales. Uh, last, refinances were down 12%, but still up 75% year over year. The decline is likely due to capacity issues, not demand. The refinance shares of mortgage activities decreased to 61.32% of the total applications from 63.2% from the previous week. Interest rates remain unchanged at 3.4% on a national average. This is considering a zero point discount point. Uh, lots of cost structures. I'm locking in clients at 2.625% paying a couple discount points. We're not quoting interest rates here today. Very important. It's a lot of different qualifying factors. Uh, but reach out to uh, Keelan or myself and we can definitely take a look at the numbers for you because a lot of people are refinancing. And that is my money chat for you today. Coming up next on the Money Hour, where does all your money go? Doug Peterson to get priority straight right here at 1150 AM KKNW. Did you know? Text message marketing has a 98% open rate and 93% of those are opened and read within the first three minutes of delivery. Did you know? 75% of mobile phone users surveyed reported that text messaging is their preferable way to have businesses communicate with them. Returning Point Mobile brings the power of text marketing to your business. They'll help you build your own customer list and market to them in the most effective and timely way possible. With new advances in technology, mobile marketing is now easy and more affordable for businesses of all sizes. No other form of advertising gets a greater return on investment than text marketing. At Returning Point Mobile, they'll assign a mobile marketing specialist who will work with you to develop a mobile marketing strategy built around your business. Every solution is customized, meaning they'll design a mobile plan for you that can be easily integrated into your existing marketing and advertising program. They'll set up, manage, and track the results of all your ongoing marketing campaigns. Contact Returning Point Mobile today to learn how this powerful tool can take your business to the next level. Text RPMM to 55678. That's RPMM to 55678. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You're listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, June 26th virtual show because of COVID-19. Our show is temporarily gone virtually. You can also catch us on air on Saturday at 3 p.m. and a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 p.m. Awful on podcast. I'm your host, Tina Mitchell. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. It is a great day to talk about money, and that's what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're listening to our show at a different time or day, you are listening to rebroadcast, but we're here to connect you with the guests that we have on the show. You can call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's one 855 411150 or go online at themoneyhour.com. And now in studio, we have Doug Peterson of Get Priority Straight. Where does all your money go? Right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Welcome, Doug, Doug, to the show. Thank you very much. Great to be here. 
Yeah, great to have you back. And a little bit about Doug. Doug found a passion for owning uh, his own business at a young age and has done ever since. In 2001, Doug began coaching and mentoring high-income earners to improve business results and find more satisfaction in life. While Doug has experienced the fruits of success, life hasn't been without the bitter taste of occasional failures. At this stage of life, Doug has noticed an opportunity to make bigger, lasting differences in lives of his clients. Doug created GPS to help navigate his clients safely through some of life's challenges. So, Doug, I'm uh, I'm curious. You're the money man, and uh, I, I wanted to ask you: Do you do you think that people know? where their money spent. I know from my experience, I was the, uh, in the finance business, helping people save for retirement. I used to call it the washer machine effect, where it just kind of goes in the same count, gets flopped around, and they have no idea what's going on. But there's some great strategies you can help yourself with that. What's your experience with people and their money and being spent and being knowledgeable about where the heck they spent it? Well, it's interesting how much people realize is going out when they think, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm making $15,000 and I'm spending 10, but I don't have another $60,000 in my bank account for the extra five, but we did go on vacation and we did buy a car and the financial industry, the marketing industry has done a great job at making it really easy to extract money from people without them knowing whether it's subscriptions mm -hmm. or Amazon. If you look at your Amazon statement, it says Amazon every time. You don't know where it went. So typically I find people are about 50% low on knowing where their money goes. It's, it's yeah, that is, that is crazy, Doug. And, and, you know, yeah, they say pay, buy stuff with cash and then you'll definitely, uh, you'll definitely save from a lot of that spending. So Doug, let's go into uh, sharing a little bit of why that is. Well, I mentioned a little bit about, you know, how, the subscriptions and you know things that come through on credit cards you don't know about can play into it. But one of the biggest factors is infrequent expenses. People rarely look at a Zoom subscription and say it's $15 a month and they don't set aside $15. But if you have 20 subscriptions and you're spending $800 a month on average, if you average out the whole year, you better be setting aside $800 because you're going to get some big hits. Now, let's say half of those hit at once. That's 4,800 against your income that you didn't plan on if they all hit at the same month. Now, it's amazing to me how many people say, oh my gosh, it's almost Christmas. Like it didn't happen last year and we didn't have <laughs> car repairs last year and we didn't have home repairs last year and we didn't have umbrella insurance last year. When you add up all the infrequent expenses, there's usually about 15 to 20 that you need to be setting aside money for every month so that you don't have any problem at all when that payment comes up. Yeah, and you know, I'm always, uh, Victoria is going through all of the annual subscriptions. Uh, you know, I've got multiple businesses and there's, you know, so there's uh, there's subscriptions going out everywhere and I'm a high technology believer in automation. And so she's always going through and just, you know, checking to make sure we're using all of them because those subscriptions can, you know, they just come right out and you don't even notice sometimes what's going on. So, yeah. So awareness is key. It's understanding where it's going and it doesn't matter what you spend. It matters 
do you want it? Do you need it? Does this fund the lifestyle you want, the business you want? And then brutally cut stuff you just don't care about. That makes a lot of sense. You know, in the mortgage business, we look at a lot of debt, Doug. So, uh, and I, I know people have difficult time keeping track because I, I would imagine just like subscriptions, your debt could add up too, especially with credit cards and things like that. It's easy to spend money that's not coming out of your bank account sometimes. So what are your thoughts on debt? And is that equally as big of an issue? You know, debt can be a real shame thing for people and it has nothing to do with intelligence. Stuff happens. We have perfect storms. We have kids going to college. Then we break our hip. Then we get a huge uh, uh, life tax bill. That's one of my clients. And all of a sudden, put them way behind. And people don't like to look at it. People don't like to deal with it. And there are, um, I would say most people, again, are somewhere, no, uh, somewhere between 30 and 50% of what they owe. They just don't pay attention to it. And the credit card business has done a great job in telling us, you have money you can spend. You don't. You have debt you can incur, but you have to pay it all back. And so, so many people just really don't know how much they have. So let's talk about, you know, people having plans to get out of debt. What does that, you know, what does that look like, Doug? Well, so often I don't sell any products and I don't do wealth management. I do new investment planning and I don't do financial planning. But what I do do is help people come up with a strategy. And people talk about the snowball debt approach of Ramsey, where you pay the smallest one. People talk about the, uh, no, go after your highest interest rate and start paying that down. You know, so often that your, your debt is, is, you know, first of all, if your high credit utilization is high, your credit score is going to be low. So it's a phased approach. I've worked with clients and helping them first get a uh, borrow money against their 401k. Now it becomes a secure debt. Your credit score starts shooting up. They may have equity in their house. We get a HELOC. Then their credit score shoots up more because it's secured. Then we go back and refinance the house like I'm just doing with you right now, Tina. We're taking people from 25 and 28% with 98% credit utilization down to 2.7% with 1% utilization, saving $20,000, $30,000 a year. These are smart people. It's just people haven't learned what questions to ask, and they just don't know what skills, you know, how to approach it. And it's not a one answer. It's not a one and done. Go get a HELOC and call it your debt. You have to not keep going into debt. So helping people manage that cash flow helps them stay out of debt, but we need a strategy to stay out of debt. And then once you do all that refinancing to pay off all that debt, you know how nice it is not having debt? It's really nice. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, one of the things that we run into a lot, obviously if you have a balance on your credit card, less than 30%, your credit card is gonna be improving month after month. People don't realize that fact. The other one that we bump into a lot is people don't know when their debt or credit cards actually report to the creditors. They think if I spend my money from the first to the 30th and pay it off on the 30th, I'm good to go. Well, if your credit card reports on the 24th and you're above 30%, you've now damaged your credit. And uh, even the savviest people that I've met had no clue about that. And for years are damaging their credit just on how they're managing their debt alone, even when they pay off their credit cards. So those are the, the, things the, the great the, the great news, though, is, is you know, the, that's the easiest thing for us to fix. Right. You know, somebody's credit ratio, yeah. their credit, their percentage, as long as you got the money to pay it down, do a rapid rescore and immediately see the uh, the impact on your credit score. So that's one thing people can get out of. There's other things like closing off, closing down credit cards 
they're done. I mean, there's no recovering from that in a short term. Yeah. So, uh, Doug, what else? Could, yeah, I was just going to ask. You're probably going to lead right into it. What else you could add on how you think credit affects debt or debt affects credit, I should say? Well, again, thing, you just need to understand that credit scores have to do with how well you manage debt, not if you can pay it back. It's just how well mm -hmm. you manage debt. So if you have everything below 30%, but your son or daughter is a signer on your account, and they're using a credit card and they max it out, your credit score is going to drop 30, 40 points just from that. So it's, it's utilization across each card and across all the cards. So you need to make sure every card is below 30%. And of course, you're probably paying somewhere between 16 and 29% interest, which if you're willing to give me that, maybe I'll loan you the money. But that's <laughs> a lot of money to pay for interest when you're getting in your checking account maybe a half a percent or a percent or a percent and a half it's it's just really when you think about it logically it's not logical at all so doug i would love to share for you to share uh, some other strategies on interest rates and increasing their credit score okay so uh you know there's one thing i did want to share one strategy very specifically that we did was we started looking at how can we get secured debt instead of unsecured debt is easier to get even if your credit score is harder because it's lower because it's secured how we can then increase the credit score and i often go out and again i'm going to say this very carefully we want to make sure people don't repeat and so many people will refinance and then they'll repeat and they'll go into more debt so keep in mind now we've got a system in place in addition to this strategy to no longer go into debt. You're living on what you have by giving every dollar a job and only spending money you have. Then we go out and get zero interest credit cards, which have a 3% upfront fee. And that averages to 2% a year. So imagine taking a 25% debt, taking a 3% hit the first month, but having zero interest for 18 months. Now we've taken, if it's a $10,000 uh, credit card at 22%, we've taken 20%, $2,000 we would have paid in interest and we're only paying 2% or 200. So $1,800 goes more to, to, um, to principal. But like you said, I've got to look at all the numbers. I got to look at the scenario. I got to understand and you have to sell or someone come inside you and understand really what you're trying to accomplish. Sometimes it makes more sense to pay high interest for a few months so you save thousands down the road. Like my client that's getting the refi at 2.7 when his mortgage was at 3.6, I believe. So there's so many things you can do and people don't know how to do it. Yeah. Well, I hate to say this, Doug, but we're already basically out of time at this point. So I wanted to give you the opportunity. Though I wanted to wrap up. Uh, that's great feedback for everybody and things they can do to help their situation. Uh, one last thing is how can you use your credit to lower interest rates? And then any last piece of advice that you'd want to leave for our listeners today? Well, again, moving from secured to unsecured is going to help. Also getting zero interest credit cards. But remember, don't go and get 80 or 90%. Go and get three of them all in the same day and don't transfer more than 30%. It'll be the same net effect, but it'll keep your credit score higher. And the last piece, the single piece of advice I would have for absolutely everyone, my kids and the most successful professionals, is know how much it costs you to live. Don't run blind and say, I make enough money. I got some reserves. That's good enough. Because we waste 20 to 30% of our net take-home income 
that we wouldn't waste if we knew where it was going. That's it. Yeah, Everybody great, knows. great, uh, great advice, uh, Doug. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to uh, have you on the show and uh, just really love what you're doing for clients. Uh, call to action. If you're listening to the show right now, watching us on Facebook Live podcast or listening to us on 1150 AM KKNW, call the show 1-855-411-50 or go online at themoneyhour.com. We can get you connected with Doug. Everybody's situation is different and you want to make sure that you have a strategy set up from an expert that can help you which is what Doug is. He coaches specifically on finances through his GPS system. Doug, thanks for being here. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Coming up next in the Money Hour, you are perfectly flawed and a rarer than any diamond. Tiffany Goff of Edward Jones right here at 1150 AM KKNW. Tired of the same old conversations at networking events that never lead to new clients? BNI is changing the way the world does business by connecting you to strategic relationships that can help you grow your business. BNI is the world's largest networking organization, helping hundreds of thousands of members around the world each year increase revenue through relationship marketing. For information about visiting a BNI chapter, go to the BNI Northwest website at bninw.com. That's BNINW.com. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, June 26th virtual show. Because of COVID-19, our show is temporarily virtual. You can catch us on podcast or on air at 1150 AM KKNW on Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you're listening to our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show. Then show number 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now in studio, we have Tiffany Goff of Edward Jones. You are perfectly flawed and rarer than any diamond right here at 1150 AM KKNW. Tiffany, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. This is great. Yeah, very excited to have you. Uh, a little bit about Tiffany. Tiffany has been in the financial services industry since 1990. Over the years, she has helped many through some difficult times while working on their financial goals. She is a financial advisor with an office in Seattle. In her uh, debut book, she shares some of the tools that helped her clients with challenges, uh, well, to, uh, helped her clients with challenges as well as others. She grew up in, the, in Seattle and her office is less than five miles from her childhood home. She's married and has two grown Bonus sons, uh, a.k.a. the stepsons, who reside in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Yeah. Tiffany, let's, uh, let's start out with your book. Um, I know you're a financial advisor with Edward Jones. You help people on all their finances, retirement planning, managing money. But your book has nothing to do with any of that. Can you tell us a little bit about your book? 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of a wild story. Um, I just found that I kept helping people over and over over the years, telling them stories that I've gone through in my past, because I kept hearing people t- struggling with their self worth, their perfectionism, labels, feeling unloved, and their their past reliving in their present. And I kept finding that that was also impacting their money too, because all those things are so connected. So I kept having retelling the stories and and my one of my clients was just like you have got to share this with the world and I was just like who am I to write this book I don't have all my crap together you know what I mean I mean I mean I I got it a little bit more together than some but I still don't feel like I'm all the way there but you know I really went out on a limb and and I said okay and here I am so yeah this is my pretty book it's so pretty (laughs) That's so, that's so beautiful, Tiffany, and congratulations. I'm so, so excited uh, for you. You know, when you can put your authentic self out there and be able to help uh, people through your words and story, I love it because I, you know, when people tell their story, people can relate and connect their own story. So Tiffany, uh, I would love for you today to share a little bit about your story to our listeners. Sure. So, I, I, I got some criticism for not sharing every dirty little secret in my life, in my story, in my book. Um, and the reason why they, people were thinking that they could connect more, but I didn't want to do that because there are so many ugly things from my past that I don't want to have any more air to life. You know what I mean? It took enough of my life growing through them. So I don't want to bring new life into them. And I also wanted my book to be able to be read by young pre, you know, preteens because these are all things that preteens are going through too, with the bullying, the labeling and stuff like that too. So I didn't want them to have PTSD from reading my story. There are certain parts of my story I do share through the book that, and they're there for a reason, but they're ones that are parts that can be really show the good part of the past. You know what I mean? So, so I I think most of us have really got ugly stuff from our past that we don't want to share. Um, and who hasn't had a perfect life? I mean, nobody's had a perfect life, right? We've all had crap. So, you know, I don't want people to try to compare themselves to mine and mine to theirs. So that's why. Yeah. And I, I love, especially with the industry that you're in, Tiffany, because you said um, if people, when they're, uh, when they're emotionally connected to something negative, 100% it's going to have an impact on everything in their life, especially their finances. It's crazy, especially yeah. if you're feeling unloved, you're ending up buying a bunch of stuff that you probably shouldn't be buying. <laughs> <laughs> See, you can't help it. There's the finance side in you. I know. <laughs> well uh you know in the world we live in today it seems like a lot of division and that's that's the most heartbreaking thing for me because i just love people of everything and i think labels are a big part of that so i mean in your opinion uh why do you think that people get so caught up with these labels well you know there's interesting things there can be good labels and there can be bad labels there can be you know labels like you're really brilliant you're really smart those are all great then you get the icky ones like you're stupid, you're dyslexic, you're fat, you're ugly, you're unlovable, all those other things. And the problem is, is a lot of times, you know, when they're going through trauma, you know, you hear these, these labels that you get told you're ADHD, you're ADD, you can't do these things, you're, you're, you're basically put in a box. And that's what that label does to some people. It puts them in a box, and they can't think of trying anything because they say, Oh, if person if this person has ADHD or dyslexia, they can't do this for a living. They can't 
you know, change this. They can't do anything like that. And that's where the problem is for me either with the labels. People get so trapped up in the word of whatever that label is that they can't see outside of it. I, I see it all the time with, with parents of kids that are disabled with some learning disabled or physically disabled. And they say they can't do this. And I'm like, have you let them try? And they're like, no. And the minute I say that, I said, let's take the block off and let's try to see what happens. And it's been amazing to see when they say, you can do anything you want to do. Let's try it. So that's, and there's a whole big chapter in my book about labels and and their associations. So. Well, I think part of that too is how many new labels are created every single day, it seems, in our society today. And it's crazy. And I mean, all these boxes and divisions and, and people are really on their high horse now when I think they really just need to take their shoes off before they try to put somebody else's yeah. on. And just and be, like Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see. It's all in action. So get out there and just love people mm-hmm. and give them the benefit of the doubt. And uh, Pastor Chris, my, my buddy and, and pastor says it best, uh, one of my favorite words is grace have some grace in this world right now. And it's such a loving yeah. word. So get out there and really, you know, show that love and grace to other individuals and understand you don't know what they're going through. So just be what you yeah. need to, you know, what you can be to help. Yeah. And I, I love that. And I, you know, I always say that with all the labels, the labels can actually be a benefit. If you have just one person, if you have one person that loves you so much, authentically believes that you can conquer the world, that one, those labels actually then can be a positive thing. When you have somebody fighting, the challenges is when you don't have anybody there that's going to fight for you and let you know, you know what, you go girl, you show them even with those labels, you are a rock star. So yeah. So Tiffany, let's, uh, let's talk about the, the diamond process. Explain a little bit about that. So I've always had a passion for jewelry and I actually did um, some lapidary faceting and stuff like that with stones. And I use this, this theory in my book about how that we are all like an uncut diamond, like, you know, kind of bumpy and ugly and got lots of little weird shapes and, you know, some problems with it, but everything in life facets those bad parts off or the good parts off to make you the diamond that you're supposed to be. And that's why I love the diamond because you can think about a raw diamond being kind of ugly, just like most babies are not really that cute when they're born. I hate to tell you that, but it's true. Um, You know, they're kind of squishy, weird, you know, but they become this beautiful kid and child later and adult later. Those are all those things that happen with those diamond cuts. And the thing is, is, is there can be good cuts and bad cuts with the diamond, right? And, you know, when you're going through those cuts, and like you were saying earlier about making sure to teach, teach you know, people teach, take care of people with grace because you don't know what they're going through. Somebody may be going through a really hard time right then, and you may not know that. You know, there are good cuts like getting married. There are bad cuts like getting a divorce. There are, you know, losing a baby, having a baby. Those are all different facets in your diamond and i really believe that eventually when our diamond is perfect that's when we die that's my thought that's really beautiful that's really cool diamonds are made under pressure too tiffany right so we have all these pressures in life and um and it's crazy that it creates the most beautiful stone in in the world so uh, I love your analogy. I think that's so great. Um, let's talk a little bit about, tell me about find your fight. 
So originally the book was going to be find your fight. Cause that's a huge part of my message. Um, I'm going to give you the short version. I was, uh, when I was a teen, uh, actually a preteen, I was in a sledding accident in Seattle when we had one of the worst snow seasons that we ever had. And I collided with a fire hydrant hint fire hydrants don't move. Um, you hit a fire hydrant going down a hill, a big, big hill, um, with your head, you get pretty messed up. So, um, I was in a massive, uh, massive injuries, lost a ton of blood and, um, they didn't expect me to live. And, um, it's pretty amazing. And the, I had to find the fight to survive in that. And I really think we all have those finding your fights. Maybe they're not as dramatic as that, but we need to find a point where we stand our ground and say, we are going to fight. And that's a big part of my book. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to read it. Uh, Tiffany. So as we're wrapping up our time here with you, can you share what is your 30 seconds of truth? Okay. Um, my 30 seconds is we don't know how much time we have on their source. We don't all get extra clock on the time on the clock. So use your time wisely. There's only something that you can do in this world. Nobody else can do it. Only you, if you don't do it, it dies with you. Do it relentlessly and with purpose or else it dies with you. So Tiffany, that is, that's beautiful. As we close here with you, um, can you give a shout out for your book and how do people find it? Sure. Um, you can look at, I'm on um, Instagram, Facebook, all over the place. And my website is you are perfectly flawed. And that's, those are my Instagram and Facebook handles as well. So check me out. So excited. Tiffany, thank you so much for uh, joining us in studio today. Thanks for having me. Coming up next on the money are why is text marketing so important now? Andre Cunningham of Recurring Point Mobile right here at 1150 AM KKNW. Did you know Text message marketing has a 98% open rate, and 93% of those are opened and read within the first three minutes of delivery. Did you know? 75% of mobile phone users surveyed reported that text messaging is their preferable way to have businesses communicate with them. Returning Point Mobile brings the power of text marketing to your business. They'll help you build your own customer list and market to them in the most effective and timely way possible. With new advances in technology, mobile marketing is now easy and more affordable for businesses of all sizes. No other form of advertising gets a greater return on investment than text marketing. At Returning Point Mobile, they'll assign a mobile marketing specialist who will work with you to develop a mobile marketing strategy built around your business. Every solution is customized, meaning they'll design a mobile plan for you that can be easily integrated into your existing marketing and advertising program. They'll set up, manage, and track the results of all your ongoing marketing campaigns. Contact Returning Point Mobile today to learn how this powerful tool can take your business to the next level. Text RPMM to 55678. That's RPMM to 55678. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. 
Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, June 26th virtual show. Because of COVID-19, our show is temporarily gone virtual. You can listen to us on podcast or catch us on air at 1150 AM KKNW on Saturday at 3 p.m., with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage expert. We are here to help you in today's economy and connect you with the best of the best experts in our local market. And now in studio, we have Andre Cunningham of Recruiting Point Mobile. Why is text marketing so important right here at 1150 AMKKNW? Andre, thank you so much for joining us back in studio. Well, thank you for having me back. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And a little bit about Andre, over 25 years, wireless communications leader. In his last corporate position, he led an 85 million business unit uh, introducing wireless data applications into B2B clients for one of the top cellular providers in the U.S. After a successful 14 years in that role, he took that expertise and started his own mobile messaging company. For the past five years, he worked with small and medium-sized businesses. Andre has provided them with many of the same uh, capabilities that enterprise-level businesses have to reach their clients via mobile messaging. Andre, my uh, my customers, um, my friends, everybody loves text messages. Like it is, I don't, I wouldn't say it's even the wave of the future right now. It's just people don't want to get on the phone and talk anymore. They'd rather just dabble out like a nice, quick yes or no. Um, where are you seeing the value in text message marketing uh, in our business world we live in today? Oh, that's a good question to start off with. You know, you, you kind of touched on it right there um, with uh, with your comment. You know, um, I'm going to hit you with a quick uh, did you know, you know, um, text message marketing has one of the highest opening rates of any product out there on the market right now. Ninety eight percent of all text messages that are sent are opened and 93% of those text messages that are opened within the first three minutes of delivery. And that is compared to our good old standard uh, emails that we've been used to for years, which is seeing a plunge down to less than 20% open rates. So to your fact, um, this is the way that people want to be talked to right now. 75% of all consumers out there in the market uh, that have been surveyed are saying that they would choose text message marketing or text messaging uh, to be communicated with over voice, over email, over pretty much any other type of technology that's out there right now. So it's become very popular because it's quick and it's simple. You know, you look down at your phone, there's a message. It's usually fairly short. You can respond and uh, yeah. you know, talk about your day. So it, it, it's uh, taken on a, a life of its own. Yes, you definitely have to move uh, with the times and especially when it comes to how you're communicating with your clients and potential business partners. So, Andre, let's talk about uh, what types of businesses are using text messaging. Well, it's all across the board, really, you know, uh, just 
um, a sampling of some of the types of clients I'm working with right now. You know, I've worked with several nonprofit organizations, uh, malls, uh, a lot of brick and mortar type companies. Uh, right now, we're seeing a huge surge with uh, restaurants as we've coming as we're coming out of COVID nineteen. Well, we're not really coming out of it, but we're getting back into reopening. So a lot of restaurants are really starting to uh, look at how to utilize text message marketing in in uh, their businesses. And the same with uh, brick and mortar boutique shops and retailers, uh, trying to let their clients know that they're back. And and their doors are open and be able to get out their messages quickly to them and create a call to action. So uh, like I said, it goes across the board as far as who we work with. Anybody who's got a message that they want to get out to their clients is, is a good person for text messaging or a good company for text messaging. Yeah, Keelan, yes. we're going to, we might have to talk with uh, Andre off just line, how we could bring some uh, text <laughs> messaging uh, conversations into the show, but another conversation, right? Yeah, I love it. That's a that's a smart move because there's many areas we could bring it in in the process and the front end or all over the place. So definitely a valuable conversation to be had. I'd be curious, Andre, to get your feedback. You were talking about COVID-19. What kind of effect do you think COVID has had on text in general? Well, you know, I, I like to think and I'm seeing that text messaging is one of the uh, success stories that's coming out of the uh, COVID-19. And the reason I say that is that I'm gonna revert back to to uh, what I just said a second ago with um, retailers and restaurants and actually even the real estate business. Um, you know, there's all of a sudden been this new normal that we're all going through and people have got to figure out how are we going to talk to our clients and let them know that we're here and text messaging has definitely become a big part of how they're getting that word out there to let people know that our doors are open for business again um you know the the, the um, restaurant industry which has been really taking off for for us over the last couple of months uh, my clients that were in the restaurant business when they got shut down they the ones that were using our service were able to let their clients know that hey we're still here and we're doing carry out business we're still doing curbside deliveries and things along those lines and so by them being able to create a call to action and get the word out to their clients I had clients report back to me that they actually saw an increase in their business during COVID-19 instead of uh, those clients who weren't using any sort of method to get their word out that actually are struggling to keep their doors open right now. So we were definitely, and in the real estate world, you know, just another quick example there is, you know, a lot of realtors are looking right now at using text messaging to put a note on their signs to let people know, text to get a virtual tour of this particular house because you can't do open houses anymore. So we've changed the messaging, but we're creating a call to action that people are responding to. Yeah, and that's so great. And what a what a great thing, uh, Andre, to to have a company that can be of such service right now in marketing where it's really needed. So let's talk about, uh, Andre, would you use text marketing in conjunction, integrated in with your other marketing tools? 
Absolutely. As a matter of fact, that is the one thing I really drive home with my clients is that do not give up what you're doing. And the reason I say don't give up on any of the other tools you're using, be it social media, um, websites, email, um, snail mail, keep all of those tools in place because everybody's different out there. And, um, you know, you have to talk to your prospect and your clients the way they want to be spoken to. Even though I said 75% of the people out there prefer to be talked to via text, you still have that other 25 that still like their snail mail or still like social media or still like to go to a website. So you need to continue to talk to those folks the way they want to be spoken to. But you also need to round off your whole package. And again, when you bring texting in, I believe that's giving you a nice full, uh, you know, rounded off package to be able to offer up to your clients. And again, my personal opinion, text is going to be the fastest way to be able to talk to those folks. But again, don't give up what you're doing, integrate it all together and, and, and build a strong marketing plan. Yeah, I was going to say, Andre, that's just kind of the, the the icing on the cake with the text, right, on top of everything else for those people that want those quick little snap responses. And I love how you say call to action uh, because that's what it's all about. You want to you want a yes, no, or not right now or, or something, you know, so you can put these people in the buckets where you can help more people that want your services. Um, what, what about like building a client list? What's your advice on that, on how you put together a list of clients when you're using marketing for text? Well, we'll work with you to create that list. Uh, the thing with texting is that, you know, you can't just go out and buy a list and just start marketing to those folks. That's against uh, the good old TCPA laws and the FCC, and they'll come and get you if they find that you're doing those kind of things. So what we definitely do is, you know, help you from the grassroots bring up your client base and, you know, help you to figure out where to put on um, your your messaging uh, to invite people to come in and join your campaign. You know, we, we use what's called keywords. And those keywords are something that you'll see on a sign or you're going to use in a commercial radio TV commercial or whatever, telling people to text this keyword. And as people text in or opt into those campaigns, then that's building your list. And as you're building your list, then you're able to start putting those messages out to that list. And again, yeah, that makes uh that makes uh, that makes a lot of sense, Andre. Uh, mm -hmm. We've got a, a minute left on the show with you, so we've talked about the you know the form of, of spamming a little uh, spamming a little bit and how to avoid but still be able to build your list. I want to mm -hmm. wrap up in just one minute here. Uh, why we're turning point mobile and a quick shout out for call to action for next step for them. Okay, um, so. Uh, as far as uh, spamming goes, I think that's what your question was. Um, on spamming, um, again, you can't give, you know, you're not able to spam with texting because, again, people are having to opt into your campaign. So as far as a call to action, um, you know, we're going to help you to create that call to action. So if you reach out to me, we're going to help you to create what that first campaign is going to look like, how to build that campaign, and how to you know, continue to get that message out to your customers on a timely basis uh, so that you're, you don't turn into spam and you're not talking to them when they don't want to hear from you. I love that. Uh, Andre, thank you so much for uh, joining us in studio. I think uh, having your 
resource for really being able to communicate your clients in an efficient way uh, via using text is awesome. So thank you for coming in. Well, thank you for having me back. I appreciate that. Absolutely. And this is your host, Tina Mitchell. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We are your local local mortgage experts signing up for the day. Enjoy Saturday. And we look forward to talking more money with you next weekend right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.